Innes Forgettance is a folk fantasy podcast set in an alternate Appalachia and faraway Celtic fort. You can help support me and this story by sharing it with your friends, posting on social media, or by clicking the link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm glad you joined me this week, and stay safe out there in the woods. Previously on the Innis Forgettance, for the first time, Colleen attempted to use her gifting as the new storykeeper, and she summoned a scene from the past outside the Keller cabin during Sam Keller's wake. The memory that came forth revealed terrifying information about Great Aunt Nula, who was back at the Hollis cabin poisoning Henrietta, then fleeing into the forest. When the sounds from the memory disturbed the mourners inside the cabin, Kirkman Seeley and others barged outside, demanding answers. Fallen! The curse fog is fallen! We rush, Finney and I, as one now equals partners chained toward darkness my forest kin quiver in anticipation remember we remember we hunger we remember i am ready to lead my kin finny falls and falls and falls and falls but my power is great i take those battered brittle knees and force them to bend. Force her, prisoner of mine she is, toward my sacred prison sleeping place. Resist me, Finny, and I can leave you, leave you to drop dead on the side of the mountain to become one with every other rotted, fallen thing. She remembers now and speaks through a Gasp. A long time time ago, I I fell in love with with a liar. Porter in Inniscombe. Porter froze, hand gripping Colleen's. The cabin had gone silent. They stood in the haunted darkness. The sickening yellow glow of passing never-seen danced on the terrified features of the townsfolk. We gotta find Great Aunt Nula, Colleen said. Cursed, growled Kirkman Seeley. Porter stepped forward. No, sir. Cursed! Kirkman Seeley's voice scattered over the land. Lantern in hand, he came down the steps, 
folk crowded onto the porch. Colleen's hand slipped in Porter's grasp, and only then did he realize how profusely he was sweating, even on the cold winter night. His heart galloped and made his breath come in frenzied pants. He took another step forward. I am not cursed. Then what black magic have we just witnessed? The Kirkman challenged. Porter raised his chin. A scene from the past that you've all forgotten, Kirkman. The day New LeGregor took a never-seen into herself. We aren't cursed, Kirkman. We never were. We were lied to. Gasps sounded behind Kirkman's ceiling. Get those damned people away from here! Rose Cartwright Keller screeched from the cabin's back stoop and pushed her way onto the porch. Y'all just leave me to mourn my husband in peace. Y'all have brought hell into my house. Get him away from here, Kirkman. I swear to Hank's hell. Find a place for the cursed that they don't spread their wretchedness among all of us good. It's true. Colleen's voice was high and thin, but everyone quieted when she spoke. It's all true. I can show you more. Dare me to do it. Porter, what in hell's going on? Pa's eyes smoldered, and he rushed toward them, pulling Mama behind him. I unlocked Colleen, Pa. Here. Now. Last night. Have you lost your mind? Voices from the stoop called out in surprise. Sal knows. The whole family has kept dark magic from us all this time. Their pews right behind ours. Rose screamed above them all. Take the damned Hollises and lock them in my barn. Sam wanted a night of assurance, and after I mourn my husband, I'll give him his last wish. Rose waited, but no one moved a muscle. Take them! She screeched. Damn it, are you scared of us? Pa scoffed, his eyes wild with disbelief. <laughs> They're scared of us. Kirkman Seeley and Al Cartwright stomped forward, eyes smoldering, but Uncle Ed hurried forward, stopping them with his stocky frame. Now just hold on there, fellas. I'll take them. Al and the Kirkman stopped. Al looked over his shoulder at his sister, and Rose waved dismissively. Al nodded, and the two men moved away. Uncle Ed came toward them, a pained expression on his face. He gestured to his son, Tad, who hung his head but joined his father. This is insanity, Pa growled, straightening his shoulders. Tad took Colleen by the arm, but she jerked it away. Don't you grab me, buffoon. I'll walk there my damned self. Uncle Ed stood in front of Porter and ticked his head. I hate doing this, Port. Porter's chest flamed. Then don't do it. 
he hung his head. Now y'all heard the lady. He leaned forward and lowered his voice. It's her husband setting up, nephew. What were you two thinking? Such a bad call. Least you can do is honor her by doing this. Porter slumped and looked at his mother. Her eyes held the all-too-familiar darkness, as though she barely registered the present moment. Porter turned one last time to Rose Keller. I'm sorry, Miss Rose, he said, before turning to follow Uncle Ed and the rest of his family. The barn was yards from the cabin. Its heavy door released a low groan when Ed pulled on it, and the donkeys inside grunted in response. Mama entered first, heading straight to the back and up the ladder to the hayloft. Pa took three steps and turned, crossing his arms. Porter spoke first. Uncle Ed... Just do this for the lady. Now I'll do my damnedest to convince her otherwise. But you just do this for her, all right? Porter shifted. Uncle, if they just listen. I'll listen, all right? No one can make them listen. But you just tell me right now what I saw moments ago. Because it for damn sure looked like black magic. And I'm awful interested in how you'll convince me or anyone else otherwise. All eyes turned to Porter. He sighed, knowing how his words would sound to his uncle's ears. Colleen's the story keeper, Uncle Ed. What you saw was her gifting to bring up the past so we can learn from it. Ed laughed sadly. <laughs> well, that defies everything we know to be true, nephew. What we think we know ain't true, Porter said. We forgot the truth. The last story keeper took it all away to protect us from the never seen. Nula, Colleen said. And Porter continued, Once you remember, once you all remember who you really are, it'll make sense. Ed sighed. That's not helping your case, Port. How can we remember? Porter clenched his fists. They've got to listen to me, or let Collie show them, or... Ed began to back away. Like I said, I'll do my damnedest. Now let me get back before they start wondering if I'm up to no good with you. The barn doors rattled and shook when he slung them closed. Porter slammed both fists into the door. When he turned around, he saw Colleen standing toward the back of the loft. Her hair was wild and unkempt, her fists clenched at her sides. Her small eyes blazed. In that moment, he could tell she didn't give a damn what anyone thought anymore. Hello again, everybody. I am planning to stick around for several episodes after the story concludes 
to answer your questions. So if you have a question for me about the story, the characters, the world, the magic, the way it came to me as a writer and how it got made, or even about writing and inspiration in general, you can submit questions to me through my website, and there is a link in the show notes for that as well. So I am so excited to hear from you and connect with you further through this AMA. Thank you so much, and I will be back next week. The Innis Forgettance was written, narrated, and produced by me, Leah Noel, with special appearance by David Walker. The original song, Beware the Never Seen, was written, composed, and performed by Georgia musicians Miles Landrum and Lorelei. You can find links to more of their excellent music in the show notes. Sound effects came from the kind folks at freesound.org. You can follow this podcast with behind the scenes and more on Instagram and TikTok at Leah with a pen. Never see.